0: Hello, Nat Town. Welcome to Nat's Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Federal Baseball's doghouse on the line after a 4-3 loss to the Chicago Cubs tonight in the nation's capital. Sitting above an empty Nationals Park at this point doghouse where Gio Gonzalez is on the mound this afternoon, or this evening, I should say. Uh, he gave up seven hits, five runs all earned in five and two-thirds versus the Cubs in Wrigley Field in May, a 5.82 ERA, two eight nine, three thirty three, four seventy two 9 line against, and six starts and in 34-inning pitch since he faced the Cubs in there. Uh, two-nothing in the third tonight, back-to-back-to-back hits, uh, two-run single by Jason Hayward to put the Cubs up early, two walks, a stolen base, an RBI single in the fourth, three-to-one Cubs at that point, ends up with nine Ks, 104 pitches, uh, through six innings on the mound, I, I, you already destroyed my, my one bad inning narrative. I went through six in the third, uh, that walks in the second inning there, I, the second inning that they scored, third inning overall, I really ended up hurting Gio, but. Uh, it's kind of just frustrating for me to, to watch how good he is at times and then have him have those spells where he you know, puts runners on, starts nibbling, really slows everything down on the mound, slows everything down for the whole team, and then can pick it up right again an inning later and be a, a dominant pitcher out there on the mound. It just seems like you can't string together a full start of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it, it seems like whatever uh, mental toughness we thought he required, uh at the beginning of the season it's just – Uneven now. Uh, it, he had it seemed like he had a great curveball working the whole game that he could throw for a strike and throw for not a strike and get swings and misses, but then he couldn't locate his fastball or he was uh, afraid to come in too close to the corner. Mind uh, you, the I, I called it the pitch effects in the middle of the game and the ump was having a rough time of it out there. His, his strike zone, as I could near as I could tell, it was roughly diamond shaped, but. Uh, Geo didn't seem to be dealing with that very well. And he wasn't fooling anyone with the fastball. He gave up a fair bit of hard contact, which does not combine well with a lot of walks, even if you have even more strikeouts. So that's, that's a recipe for giving up some runs. And it's it credit to Geo that he only ended up giving up three. But, uh, yeah, a, a frustrating outing because we saw some great pitches out of him. Some great sequences, and then just I, it, it, completely unnecessary walks that uh, uh, just just aggravating. Even
0: more aggravating on the mound for the Cubs. John Lackey uh, struck out 11 batters, gave up six hits, two earned runs, and in seven innings, and the Cubs win in a uh, Wrigley Field in May. 8-6 win at that, that one. A uh, one earned run in his last three starts and 20 and two thirds coming into this game. A 174-240-232 line against over that stretch. He's really been pretty dominant since the beginning of May. When I went back and looked at his numbers, uh, a bunt single by Danny Espinoza, hit by pitch on Geo, single and a sack fly in the third get the Nats within one at two to one at that point. Hit by pitch, a double in the seventh, end his night. Uh, pretty good start again by Lackey, a veteran starter out there. His 400th career start, uh, six hits, six innings. I'm sorry, four hits, two runs, both earned. Uh, walk seven Ks on the night. Ended up throwing, where is his line? 98 pitches, 64 of them for strikes. Uh, Davey, uh, Davey Johnson, Dusty Baker talking after the game. Uh, let me just pull up his quote really quickly here, since it's just me and you, we could just take all the time we want with this. <laughs> Where is he? There he is, Big Lackey, as Dusty called him. Uh, really didn't come over the heart of the plate at all. He was dotting the outside part of the plate, starting guys off with breaking balls. He pitched a very good game. Lackey knows how to pitch. Uh, Baker just said, uh, I just thought a low-scoring game like that, it was to our advantage, but ends up being to the Cubs' advantage that you pull out the 4-3 win and Lackey keeps rolling.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting. It's sort of an illustration of the differences of an approach between the two teams. The Cubs are a very patient lineup, and when yeah. Geo starts nibbling like that, that'll just start to snowball. Uh, they're willing to take a pitch, um, you know, willing to take a strike, and and see. Uh, they're hesitant to chase out of the zone. The Nats are not entirely free swinging, but they're an aggressive bunch. Uh, if they get a pitch that looks close, they're going to go after it and, and try and make something happen. And Blackie was around the zone, but he got uh, got some Nats to chase. Uh, and uh, you know the first few innings you know i, I was worried he was going to get the, the complete game shut out there uh, he was, he was really cruising there like 10 11 pitches an inning um and it's it sort of that a different in a difference in approach combined with uh, the the differences in, in approach for the pitching and uh wow i am honestly i i feel like the nats stole one by only losing by one tonight <laughs> They
0: definitely had an opportunity to steal one on the night. They got pretty much dominated by Lackey, but he got in trouble there in the seventh, as I mentioned. A hit-by-pitch on Espinoza, Jose Lobaton double. They bring on Pedro Strope to face uh, pinch hitter Wilson Ramos, who's having a great year, did not have a necessarily good at bat there. Struck out swinging, uh, runner on cool. third, I'll Ben Revere. That. Ben Revere hit a sack fly there. Get the Nationals within one, three to two. But uh, Jason Worth Cade swinging to end that inning there, the threat there, uh, missed opportunity for sure there. They had a chance to tie it up. Uh, just going back uh, second and third after Jose Lubitone's double, Juan Ramos strikes out, uh, leaving the guy on second there. So Jason Worth had a chance to knock him in there. They both struck out. I was looking at going back and looking uh, – uh, three for eleven for the Cubs. One for one for five with runners in scoring position, seven left on base, and one ends up a one-run game. And that was a really big missed opportunity there. I think to tie it up, and they eventually tied it, but they could have added on a little more there.
1: Yeah, the uh, the Ramos at bat, uh, especially there, was just just painful to watch. That was a that was a pre-Lasik looking at bat there. I and mean, swung it a a, a slider away. Then watched a fastball for a strike. Then swung it another slider away. Yeah. Three three pitches of, of no effect, and oh, in that situation where you could you could just taste the tie ball game, and uh, and it didn't happen. I mean, good on the Nats for for uh, eventually coming back to tie it after that. But they uh, they actually got more opportunities than I thought that they were going to get. Uh, uh, credit them for having as many left on base as they did, I suppose. Uh, Bright signs here. Um, But uh, then to not be able to cash in on those opportunities, oh, boy, just a a frustrating game from the hitting side uh, as well as from the starting side tonight.
0: It did tie it up in the eighth. Uh, Travis Wood walked Bryce Harper to start that inning. A whole bunch of switches that I have to scroll through to get to the action on the game (laughs) Uh, game day report, Ryan Zimmerman, really nice at bat there. At least a nice hit, goes with the pitch outside. Singles, a sharp line draft to right. Uh, I will note that I think Jason Hayward played that really well, too, to keep uh, Bryce Harper to third there. Harper scores on the sack fly by Anthony Rendon, three to three at that point. They tie it up. Danny the Case swinging with the runner on to end that inning there. And then the Cubs come back. Uh, Sammy Solis, uh, the leadoff walk, I'm not going to complain about Sammy Foley. I think he's done great work in these last games. Dusty Baker said the same thing afterwards that can't do it every night, but a leadoff walk, you're told that they really come back to haunt you, but this time it does. Sack uh, bunt moves Addison Russell up the second after the walk. Uh, Alberto Amaro Jr. gets a pitch up in the zone, doubles left center there, just put one in the gap, and brought the winning run home.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to complain. Sammy, come on, you're better than this. Uh, Addison Russell, all right, he's got some pop. He's, he's not uh, a, a, a cupcake of a hitter, but you, you've got to throw him strikes. In the ninth, you've got to make him hit his way on. There is no reason at all to be walking him here because we know the Cubs can handle the bat. They're going to bump him over. They're going to get him uh, in position to go back ahead. You, you've got to try and get some outs here. It, it's, it's not like you're pitching to you know, the heart of the order. This is as easy as it's going to be. Don't walk him. Goodness sakes. But, uh, yeah. That, uh, I, I, w- I was kind of hoping that the, the, Nats would pull it through and, and, and work some magic. Maybe be able to go ahead with a sack fly. And, and I could write an incredibly sarcastic WPA post about how they, they won the game entirely on negative WPA plays. But, uh, it, it, you know, it, you can you can only dance on the edge like that so close before you fall in. And uh, sadly, the Nats fell in.
0: The big picture, uh, before we move on to the big news of the day, uh, I just have been impressed with the crowds in National Spark. I said last night, I, I, when they're not aggressive and drunken fans causing trouble for everyone, it is nice to have a healthy contingent of the opposing team's fans in here kind of cheering both sides of the game. 41,955, including yourself and a couple other people from Federal Baseball that I saw on the uh, Twitter and texting back and forth tonight with us that were at the game enjoying it. 41,955, uh, largest crowd of the season in Nationals Park. If nothing else, these two games with the Cubs, they split the first two, but they've both been well-played games and just good baseball all around. It really, just a good example of what two, you know, the best two teams in the league at this point, record-wise, have been able to do and well played games uh tight games for the most part, and just entertaining baseball the last two nights no a, a couple of well played games and uh
1: being in a full ballpark like that it was it was a good time uh the The crowd wasn't in entirely into it at least from the nap side you know because it, it was they they were they were playing behind pretty much the whole game but uh there was there was a good bit of enthusiasm. There were a lot of two-strike claps. A lot, a lot of people yelling "Bach." I, I don't know who, who precisely that would be in my seat, who would do but that? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can feel Phil Woods' scorn even every time I yell it. Uh, but it, it, you're, you're right. Yeah, a great, a great atmosphere tonight. And you know, to, to complete the uh, the analogy to the the you know playoff baseball. Uh, I, I was scoreboard watching the whole time.
0: <laughs> that exciting. Oh, they got the rubber match tomorrow in the nation's capital. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Steven Strasburg, 10 and 0, taking a round. 303 ERA against Jason Hamill, 7 and 2, with a 2 ERA. That's not bad either. A 405 start for the series finale. Then it's off to the West Coast for the Nationals. But they're going out to the West Coast. They'll have their closer with him, but Jonathan Papelbon placed on the 15-day DL, which is, as I mentioned earlier, probably the big story of the day. Uh, a right intercostal strain of his muscle. That's kind of a ribcage muscle from the web MD searches I did on the Internet. We've heard it before in baseball, but uh, Jesse Baker told reporters before the game he heard himself warming up. He said he felt it when he was warming up two days ago uh, to come into the game on Sunday. The guys are always stretching and stuff, and then I had my eyes on him, and a couple of other guys had some eyes on him when he was stretching in the dugout at the top of the ninth. That is the game in which he gave up that uh, go-ahead home run before the Nationals rallied to win it on worst walk-off. Baker went on, uh, we didn't think anything of it then, but when he came in the next day all crooked and he couldn't straighten out, you knew something was wrong. That is a guy that has a high tolerance for pain, and certainly this guy is one of the tough guys, and we just thought that it would be better not to inject or not to – he stopped there because you can really tear it up and he could be out for a long period of time. So we'll use this time to get his strength back. And it'll be like when he comes back, hopefully, it'll be almost like trading for a new player because he'll be strong. I wrote in the story that a new and improved Bond would be a good addition for the Nationals because he hasn't been that great so far. 328 ERA, 360 FIP, 2.92 walks per nine, 6.93 Ks per nine. But as we've repeatedly talked about on this show uh, the real problem is that he's not striking anyone out, he's not getting the swings and misses he was, he's giving up a lot of hard contact uh, 200 points over his average on each of his main pitches, the fastball on the slider so far so I'm not surprised there's something wrong with him, I'm kind of surprised you're saying it just happened two days ago because I think it would explain a lot of his troubles but Bond lands on the DL first time in his uh, 12-year Major League career, and they said it took some convincing to get him to do that, but he realized that uh, it would be better for the team if he did because they can't wait around and be a man short in the bullpen when he's unavailable.
1: Yeah, I- I'm wondering if uh, the-, the convincing was-, was, you know, Dusty poking him with a stick and saying, does this hurt? Does this hurt? Maybe you should go on the DL. Does this hurt? How about now? <laughs> Did you step on a baseball in practice? Maybe you should go on the DL. I'm exaggerating. I have no idea if anything like that actually happened. I, I can only hope that an intercostal strain is one of those subtle and, and uh, vexing inj- inj- injuries that requires total rest to recover from and then uh, extended rehab to get back into baseball and pitching shape. So if Pax is going to come back better, stronger, faster, you know, take all the time you need, Please. <laughs>
0: And, and I, I just wanted like
1: to pr- add again, uh, uh, just a little little shout out for federal baseball uh, commenters that I saw some excellent puns on both Pentecostal and Intracoastal as uh, as a result of this injury. Yes. Uh,
0: I did see that as well. It was a very funny comment, and it got greened very quickly. I do think it <laughs> was interesting part of Dusty Baker's pre-game conversation. He was asked about uh, Sean Kelly closed out the game when Papelbaum wasn't available last night. He asked if uh, he thought Kelly was a fit for that closer's role and whether or not you you know, you know find out whether a guy's a fit once you actually put him in it. I thought his response was kind of uh, interesting, and just to quote him here, I don't know, he said, that's a very good question. It's just that you'd have thought that if he had closer makeup or if he was going to be a closer, it would have been before he yeah. got to his fourth or fifth team. Uh, number one. And number two, we really have to be guarded because this guy had Tommy John in high school and then he had another Tommy John after that. So we're very cautious of how he feels. I mean, we ask him every day. It's no secret he went one and two-thirds yesterday so he's probably not available today even if he wanted to pitch. But Uh, That wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement for the idea of Sean Kelly filling that role. I think it kind of hurts the Nationals' bullpen depth if you move him to a ninth inning, only use him in save situations. And as Baker said, you're talking about a guy who's had two Tommy John surgeries, so whether or not he's available to go out there as as often as you'd like with a a set closer is a question mark for sure. And you can match up all you want and go that route if possible. But uh, Dusty Baker certainly didn't commit to the idea of Sean Kelly taking over that role.
1: Well, if, if you're going to have someone in that role, I think you could do worse than Sean Kelly, certainly on uh, on the bullpen as it's currently made up. And, and it, <laughs> it would be hard to do worse than Papelbon, even with the current makeup of the bullpen. But uh, Dusty's point is well taken, and, and that exact approach is what I've been advocating for ever since we've been doing this show. Play the matchups, play who's rested, look at the lineup, see who's coming and put your best guy in the highest-leverage spot where you've got the most difficult part of the lineup or uh, the, the hitters that match up the, the best or are the most challenging. And don't, don't have a set closer. There's, there's no need for it in uh, the current age of baseball where we have so much data about what people's strengths and weaknesses are, and you can take advantage of how you pitch and who you put to pitch based on that information. So don't have a closer at all. Have relief aces. Have guys who specialize in righties and lefties. Look at the lineup. Look at the game state and react to that, not uh, what inning it is, and the closer closes because he's the closer.
0: (laughs) Well, Mike Maddox is certainly forward-thinking, so we're hoping he has some input in that. Uh, I think – Sean Kelly definitely has the kind of swing and miss stuff as Dave has been advocating all year. I think he has the stuff to do that. I'd also kind of like to see Felipe Rivero uh, put in that role when there's some advantageous matchups and see how he reacts to that, maybe get the adrenaline going and straighten him out a little bit as well. But I'd like to see what Dusty Baker do, does going forward when there's another save opportunity because they're not going to have Papelbon for at least two weeks now. Tomorrow uh, afternoon, 4 afternoon, 5 Jason Hamill versus Steven Strasburg. Nats 40-25 and if they drop a 4-3 decision to the Cubs tonight. Federal Baseball, or I should say Nat Nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow after the game, sir.
1: Go Nats.